Hey, it's Heike and welcome to the show. Today's episode promises an inspiring tale of resilience and reinvention. And our guest takes us on a journey from being unemployed, divorced and in-depth to become a beacon of hope, hosting a top-rated show and embracing the nomadic lifestyle of an RV traveler. Our guests will share her secrets on reshaping your life for the second half of life and the brave steps that you can take one at a time for a much brighter and fulfilling future. So this episode is packed with motivation and practical advice that helps you get unstuck and inspired for your midlife journey. So without further ado, tune in and let's find out together all the nuggets our guest has to share. Hi, I'm Heike Yates, a fitness and nutrition coach with over 35 years of experience. I'm on a mission to empower women over 50 to reclaim their health, strength, and vibrancy and step into the best version of themselves during this extraordinary phase of life. You're joining an incredible global community of women who have decided to stop dimming their light and ignite their inner spark instead. I'm thrilled to have you with us. On this podcast, I break down complex fitness, nutrition, and mindset concepts into easy, achievable steps that you can incorporate into your life today. No matter where you are, it's never too late to start. I sit down with some truly amazing people who've gone from tough times to great heights and experts who share tips to tackle your challenges. You'll feel supported knowing you're not alone in your journey. It's like having a personal support team in your corner. Together, we're going to change the conversation around aging, break down barriers and reveal the true power of being over 50. So let's challenge the norms, take action and say, yes, I can. This is the Pursue Your Spark podcast. Hello, everybody. I love to introduce you to my friend, Wendy Valentine. Wendy Valentine is a writer, motivational speaker, master coach, and the host of the Midlife Makeover Show, ranked in the top 2.5% in the world out of 3 million podcasts, and is number one in midlife on iTunes and Spotify. She is a champion for midlifers. Since Wendy's own midlife revolution, she's been helping people all over the world navigate challenges over 50 to create their best life or their best second half of life, I should say. Wendy enjoys cooking, dancing, as you know from her reels, writing, RVing, that's a word, hiking, traveling the world, laughing with her three sons and making people smile. Welcome to the show, Wendy. Oh, Heike, you're so awesome. And you know what? You were one of my first guests on my show, on my podcast. Yes. And you were great. So, And here we are, full circle. Almost a year later, actually. Actually, just about the same time, I'm thinking. Is that right? A year later. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that great? (laughs) Thank you so much. And uh, for people that can't see or that aren't watching YouTube, I can see behind you, it says Pursue Your Spark, which is the name of your podcast, which I've always 
love that name because it means so much to me. Pursue your spark. And for me, I had to pursue my spark (laughs) and get my spark reignited a few years ago. So yeah, that's, uh, I, I love that. And I think everyone out there should pursue their spark. Absolutely. Thank you very much. But what the listeners don't see is that you are in your RV. And I want to point this out (laughs) because a year ago, you're like, we're going to be doing this in my RV. And I was like, cool. Uh, yeah, it's funny. I literally I was like, all I need is Wi-Fi and my microphone. I'm good to go. It's, you know, it's funny though, nowadays, and one good thing that came out of COVID, right, is that there's more remote jobs. You can, why work in one little place in one little cubicle when you can just go work all around the world, which is what I do. So yeah, when I'm not... RVing in the United States, then I'm living in Madeira, Portugal, which, which we've talked about that too, which is amazing. So thankfully they have Wi-Fi over there, but yeah. Um, so I'll tell you the story, hold how on. I ended up. Yeah. Hold oh, go on. ahead. Oh. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, what, what is Wendy most passionate about? What am I most passionate about? Well, you know what? It's continuing to help everyone out there. Everything that I create, whether it be the podcast, videos, uh, books, online courses, honestly, I'm creating what I needed a few years ago. And when I went through my own little midlife crisis, midlife meltdown, if you will, I needed a podcast about midlife. I needed a book about how to reinvent myself. I needed all those things and I couldn't find them. So that's actually, yeah, that's my passion right now is everything that I'm doing to try to make everyone's lives a little bit more exciting and more fulfilling. And uh, fulfillment, that's been like my word of the year. (laughs) That's a good word. I like it. Yes, I like yeah. It. Yeah. Cause we always talk about like, Oh, I just want to be happy. All right. You know, I just want freedom and I want joy, but what is that really? And, but are you fulfilled? Because a lot of times we can be happy, but we're not fulfilled. And I think what's exciting about midlife is that you can, it's a great opportunity to take a look at your life and go, how can I add some more fulfillment here? Or am I fulfilled? Yeah, and to, to find that, yeah, to pursue your spark. Yeah. Which now, can, now, yeah. Now, when I, when I look at you now, Wendy grown up, Wendy with three sons, which we all get to talk about a little bit. What was <laughs> little Wendy like? Where was Wendy when you grew up? What, 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 who were you? What were you? What, what Good was your question? Doing? Good question. You know what? I love that you said that because I think uh, a lot of it is about bringing out your inner child. And giving yourself permission to play. I love to play. But little Wendy uh, was always very, very, very intuitive. Shockingly, I know it's hard to believe. I was very quiet. <laughs> I would not. like. It's, I my, my mom still talks about it. That I was like super quiet when I was a little girl. Because I was always just observing. I loved watching people. I love trying to understand like, why are they doing that? Or why are they saying that? Like, I love just watching and observing. I was very playful, very much a tomboy. 
I like would build forts and make mud pies and just loved getting dirty and I didn't care, you know, like the good old days when you just didn't give a crap, you know? <laughs> well, some people yes. beg us to differ because I know in that sense, we're completely alike because I grew up yeah. in the country and I don't know how many times I came home dirty from top to bottom because I hung out with the farmers all day. My mom was not very happy about this. And I remember a picture of myself at maybe age five or six. And I remember it today. I had to wear this pretty dress that we were going somewhere. And I, the picture is hiking makes a fist, stands st still like a rod and stares in the camera. And I remember <laughs> that itchy thing where I was not supposed to get dirty. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. My mom would always try to put dresses on me. I was like, Oh no, I don't like that. Yeah. I grew up in St. Louis in the mountains of St. Louis, Missouri, right? Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, uh -huh. yeah, that and was windy, little windy. And so Wendy was all introvert and then Wendy grew up and then what happened to Wendy? Let's see what happened to Wendy. Oh gosh. Um, Wendy went through a lot. So that little, that was one thing, even though I was pretty quiet as a little girl, I was always pretty bold though. I would do some really courageous things. I never, I never thought that I couldn't do something. When I was a teenager, I remember hearing something about like, um, what is the quote of you can, if you think you can, or whatever you want, you know, like whatever it be, like whatever you think you can make that happen. Like anything is possible. And I remember thinking like, well, that's cool. So I can do whatever I want. Um, so unfortunately though, yeah, I had a lot of obstacles, a lot of hiccups along the way, uh, that kind of, kind of made Wendy's spark a teensy tiny little flame to where it almost went out. Yeah. So between, uh, I was a pregnant teenager, unfortunately, but fortunately, cause I'm so grateful, right? Like it is what it is. Um, pregnant teenager, uh, my First husband died at the age of 26 years old, which was pretty crazy experience. And then, uh, so I had two children at the time when he passed, was a single mom. And it's interesting, I was telling a story to a guest earlier today that I was too, I didn't have time to grieve during that. I was too busy trying to raise two kids. I had just started my first business and I was waitressing at night. And I did not have time to grieve. Um, so a lot of that pain, a lot of that suffering built up within me. And then uh, fast forward, I ended up marrying again, had another child, and then divorced actually a few years ago. And that's kind of when everything, when uh, the shit hit the fan. So at that same time, I went through a divorce. My brother died. My dog died. My cat died. It's not like an old country song. And <laughs> oh my goodness. And then, yeah. So it was everything all at once. Yeah. And Literally. so Wendy, Wendy lost Wendy. Oh, I can imagine. That's yeah. like a lot of, like you said, shit hits the fan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you don't have time to grieve, I don't know, the second time around, if you had that time, I mean, you're not only grieving about a lost marriage, you yep. have a brother, you now have your pets that are passed. Yep. I'm like, where do you even start? Because I was thinking, oh, midlife hit and Wendy was like, 
oh, now I need to reinvent my life and it's different. Yep. But oh, no, no, this is a whole different story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was it was about going from midlife crisis to midlife awakening. And I can remember I, you know, and I'm not the say depressed type, but I've just I had never been in a deep depression before. It was very odd for me and could not get out of bed. I was suffering from panic attacks because, you know, watching my brother pass. And and I can remember I was laying, not sitting on the bathroom floor. I was laying on the bathroom floor, bawling my eyes out. And I was thinking, oh, my God, like, this is ridiculous. I'm almost 50 years old. I did not, I was unemployed at the time. I was, you know, just getting a divorce. I had a mound of debt. like a lot, let's say over 200 grand. And here it was, I was, you know, depressed. I had the anxiety, like I'd lost everything. The nest was just about empty. So it was just me, myself and I, and this sounds so crazy, but maybe not out of the blue. I get this vision of driving an RV across the country, like going off into the desert, you know, into the sunset. And, but what was wild is that, and here it was, like, again, I'm like bawling my eyes out. I'm like, all of a sudden I get this vision of driving an RV across the country. And, but it, I wasn't the wind, the windy behind the wheel was not the windy at that time. It was a new windy. It was a windy that loved herself, that was healed from all of the pain and the suffering. And it was a windy that enjoyed life, was having fun and actually doing what she loves to do, which is what I'm doing now. So in that moment, it was kind of like, what is the Robert Frost uh, quote of two, two uh, roads, you know, like choosing the, the road less traveled? Traveled. Yeah. And I thought about that. I was like, well, the road that I'd been on so far it was either the road of monotony or the road of misery has not served me well. And I was like, why don't I just take a different road here? What if I just like, if I'm going to reinvent my life, let's just go all out. And I thought, how can I make this happen? So I thought to myself, I was like, well, first of all, I got to get a job. So I, I peeled myself off of that damn bathroom floor and I drew a circle on a piece of paper and I, I wrote down like the eight areas of my life, health, my personal growth, family, friends, finances, career, everything. And I rated each one. And I was like, that is one wonky wheel. <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. I was like, all right, in order to make this dream happen, You've got to focus on, and then I became overwhelmed. Actually, I was like, "There's I, my whole life was a mess." I was like, "How am I going to fix this?" So I thought to myself, "I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna pick one thing, and the one thing is get a job." So I sent my resume out. I was living in Virginia at the time. Sent my resume out all over the world, literally, and I thought, whichever one comes back first, that's the one. And I got a job offer selling houses in Chicago. I had never sold a house before. And I was like, what the hell? You know, I'm like, <laughs> let's go. So four weeks later, I'm driving a U-Haul from Virginia to Chicago. And I'd never worked for corporate before. It was my first time. I've always been self-employed. And I started this job and I was like, my the whole time, and there's a point to me telling you this too, because anyone out there, if there's something that you're really 
wanting, you have the dream that you want to see happen. You've got to keep that in the forefront of your mind the entire time. Like you cannot lose focus on it. And so I kept thinking, I was like, I'm going to make this RV dream come true. I'm going to make it happen. So I worked my butt off. And within one year, I went from making $0 to making a half a million dollars. I paid off all my debt. And on a Sunday, this is crazy. I flew from Chicago to Nashville, Tennessee, because I found the one RV I wanted. I was like, I want, because I had it in my mind of the one RV I wanted. And the only one I could find was in Nashville, Tennessee. I flew there on a Sunday, bought the RV, the biggest purchase I've ever done in my entire life by myself, and drove it back. On This was on my day off at work. Drove it back Monday morning. I walked in. I said, I got to go. And I quit. And then a few weeks later, I started the Midlife Makeover Show. That was brave too, walking away from so much money and you're going, okay, I'm now making a really a killing doing real estate. Yep. And suddenly you're like, oh no, now, I gotta yep. go. You know what? I Here's the thing. If, I don't believe in mistakes. I only believe in retakes. And I knew if I did not do this, it would be the first regret of my life. And it to me, it's like with money, it doesn't, it didn't matter. Like it was more important to me that I felt fulfilled, that I was, you know, doing what I love to do. Mm-hmm. And I thought, why not? Right. And so I'm so glad I took the leap. I mean, those few years were rough, but they were all it was all perfect. It was all, it was all planned. It was all, it it was the way it was supposed to be to get me to where I am. So what would be some story? I'm sticking to it. So what would be some practical strategies when somebody hears that? And I know I was in that situation when, when uh, I got divorced, I had no job. Yeah. And I had the two kids, but mine were little at this point, three and five or five and seven, something like this. And I was like, I couldn't just go out and get a banging job. And so I sat yep. there and I started teaching fitness, which was my entry into making money. But what would, with somebody is that situation, what would you say? What would some of the steps be aside from having a vision? Uh, how could they get there and, and achieve that financial stability that we're all yep. looking for at that point? Because not everybody gets a big alimony check or a house I know. Or with a Riviera I, or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, I was starting from negative with mine. So first of all, my biggest suggestion is to become your own cheerleader. And for me, once I really became mindful of how I treated myself and how I spoke to myself, I had a lot of guilt, a lot of shame during that time. And, you know, I mean, especially like if you're going through a divorce or you're starting from zero, if you're starting from negative, this too shall pass. It it will. But you also have to take action. You have to take action. You have to be kind to yourself. You've got to cheer yourself on. And I started meditating during that time. And I used to always think meditation was just like sitting there and trying not to have thoughts. 
And it's actually not. It's really sitting there and becoming aware, becoming mindful of your thoughts. I think of it like a ticker tape, you know, going across in your head. And like, I realized, I thought, wow, I can't believe I'm thinking this way. You know, all these negative thoughts and I would just treat myself like crap. And I didn't realize it. You know, it's like those voices that you hear. And I thought, okay, I'm either going to make this my my mind, my my best friend or my worst enemy, my biggest cheerleader or my biggest critic. And so my goal was, I was like, I'm going to make the cheerleader in my mind larger and louder than the critic. And so I did. And I tell you what, I mean, like we always hear like the thoughts become things and you, you know, uh, change your thoughts, change your world, blah, blah, blah. And it sounds all fluffy, but it's so true. (laughs) You know, it's like, oh, you don't want to believe the fluff enough with the fluff, but it's so true. So you've got to believe in yourself. You've got to have compassion for yourself. And deep down, I feel like we know what we want. We really do, but we, we, it, we're almost scared to admit it. Even if it is like, okay, I need to get out of this relationship. I need to quit this job I, that is like sucking my soul, you know? <laughs> you, you, we know, we know what we need to do, but it's just a matter of getting that courage to do it. And so many people tell me all the time, like, I want to do X but I don't have the courage. You make courage. There's no such thing as like handing you a bottle of courage. That would be great, right? Like, I mean, I'd be selling those suckers like hotcakes, right? (laughs) Sell courage in a jar. But you become courageous by taking action. Keep taking a step, little by little, step by step, you'll get there. And the more action you take, even if it's like tiny little steps, let's just say, for example, make it really simple. Maybe you haven't been exercising, right? Like, all right, you know what? I'm going to take a walk for 15 minutes or I'm going to walk to the mailbox. Just a tiny little bit of courage and that one little step, then boom, it leads to another. And you can feel, you'll feel so proud of yourself that you're making these steps, right? And so it doesn't matter, like whatever your dream is, whatever you're wanting to change in your life, you got to trust it will happen. Will it be easy? No. No. Because if it was easy, then like, that's no fun. (laughs) It's in the struggle and the challenge. That's where you really build your resiliency. And that that's when your spark really, really comes back. Yeah, because I always say, if it would be easy, everybody would do it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And like, oh, give me that pill. I want to lose mm-hmm. weight. Oh, give me that that supplement so I can lose body fat. Yes. No. No. That doesn't no. work. It doesn't work that way in the long run. No. So Mm-mm. that's very true. That's like the, the tiny steps that we take lead up to so much in the end. And people don't recognize that these mini steps, baby steps are really the building block to much bigger things like your life right. in the RV. So who right. knew that you're going to zip around in an RV like mad yeah. woman all over the planet <laughs> and have a blast running a show out of an RV and yep. see so many things. Yeah, you can create whatever you want. You really can. You have to believe that. You become the the author of your own life. 
Hey, it's Heike, and I wanted to share something super cool with you. If you've been wondering about trying out Pilates and intermittent fasting, I have the course for you. Have you heard of the Fasted and Fit Over 50 Jumpstart? I created this non-intimidating course for women over 50 and 60 that want to start feeling stronger, healthier, without another diet or exercise program that doesn't fit their lifestyle or health goals. The Fasted and Fit Over 50 Jumpstart is a 14-video self-paced course. This is for you if you are new to Pilates and have never tried intermittent fasting, but you're curious if it's for you. No equipment is needed or any food to buy. Why not jumpstart your health and strength today? Go to HeikeYeats.com and get started. Your own life. Yeah. And I, I always say too, like, I mean, no matter what age you are out there, but the one thing is like when you are the, the leaf blower always decides to come right when we're recording, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry if there's a leaf blower in the background, but anyways, when you're in your forties and fifties, especially right, you're, you're old enough to know what you didn't like, what didn't work out. But the cool thing is you're young enough to still do something about it. Yeah. You can you know, still even, change your life. I think at any age you can do this. Yeah. It gets harder yep. as you get older. Yep. You become more set in your ways and more afraid as you get yeah. older. So rather take action now yeah. than thinking, oh, everything's great. I'm going to just stay the way it is and I will not change anything and I will do it later. Yep. Because later may never come. Exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, take, for example, I always think about my ex-husband, 26 years old. He never even had a chance for quote unquote midlife. Right. Yeah. So it's like, we, I always think about like, if I, if I think, well, should I do this? What would Jason do? Jason would be like, heck yeah, you better do it. I mean, if I had another day at life, you know, it's like, go for it. And I mean, it's so cliche. Life is short, but life is short. This is it. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. Now, when you think about, uh, you said about um, how do you reverse engineer your life? How do you do move to the next chapter as you keep going? I mean, both of our kids are grown and they're flew in the nest and they do whatever they're doing (laughs) in their own little nests or lack thereof. Yeah. How do you reverse engineer our life? How do we move forward? What do you? Well, so yeah, so good question. So first of all. You got to know where you're going. You got to know what you want. And that doing, trying to figure that out, just like when I drew the circle on the piece of paper and I looked at all areas of my life, I was like, okay, what do I want? What do I want my family to look like? What, how do I want my health to be? What, what about my finances? What would, what I like money in the bank? Do it, you know, uh, what about my career? Do I want a new career? Like you got to think about what you want. Cause I feel like if you have, if you have a wishy-washy dream, you're going to have wishy-washy results, right? Like you have to be super duper clear on what you want. And you may not have all the details from the get-go, but you figure it out as you go along, right? So for me, going back, I had this vision of driving this RV across the country. And I I wasn't quite clear. I, I've always wanted my own show, but I didn't have all that figured out yet. But I knew I wanted a show. I knew I wanted to work out of my RV or play out of my RV, right? So I kept that in the forefront of my mind. And then I feel I was like, okay, I, I'm over here at point A. I'm I'm laying on the bathroom floor in a puddle of tears, right? 
And over there at point B is me driving an RV across the country. And I had to reverse engineer. I had to back it up. Go, how am I going to get over to B? And what steps do I need to take to go from backwards from B to A, basically? And that's what I did. I was like, all right, well, yeah, going to need to get a new job. Going to need to get out of debt. Going to need to heal from all this pain and suffering. So I made a list. I literally I just journaled and wrote about all the things that I wanted. Not not what I did not have, because that's kind of like coming from a place of lack, right? This is what I want. And then I just kept moving forward every single day. And again, you have to cheer yourself on. I still do. I mean, I have days where you know people think, oh, Wendy, you're so happy all the time. I'm like, oh, good golly. I would explode. <laughs> But you know, if I have a rough moment, I'll catch myself. I catch that that voice that's like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Of course you can do this. Yes, you can. I try to become my own best friend, right? And sometimes, I mean, we have a good support system and sometimes we don't. But whether you do or not, you are right there in front of you and become your own best friend. Very yeah. true. Yeah. And so many women don't. We're our own worst enemy. We're putting ourselves down. Mm -hmm. Instead of picking ourselves up, we only pick on the things we can't do. Yep. And I'll tell you what, yeah, it's one thing too, especially as women, we take care of everybody else. True. And I think a lot of times too, especially when you get to your 40s, 50s, the nest is starting to empty out and you're like, wait, I don't have anybody else to take care of. I, maybe it's time to take care of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And and at first it feels like as if you're being selfish, but you're not. I mean, there's, there's. I think it's so amazing to see and feel, uh, experience a woman that loves herself and it shows in her life and in her relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a good way to phrase it. It shows. I mean, you, you exude yeah. more confidence. You're happier despite the fact that there are ups and downs in your life. And, and it's always like, come on, like take life by the horns and see yeah. what happens. What's the worst thing that can happen that you yes. fail? Yep. And you exactly. get back up, but it's not really a failure. It's a learning process. Yeah. You just learn something about yourself and the situation you're trying to tackle. Yep. And then you go, Oh, okay. That didn't work. Well, yep. How else can I do this? Yeah. And there, there's always wisdom in every single thing that you go through. Always. You may not realize it right away. Sometimes for me, sometimes it takes me years and I'll go, oh, that's why I went through that divorce. That's why I was in debt. That's why, you know, there's always a reason and it's just shifting your perspective. You just have to look for the gold at the end of the rainbow. Yeah, which brings yeah. us to downsizing, downshifting, and downright Ooh. enjoying your second half of life. And I, I like this when you cued me for that as a question. I was like, downsize, downshift, and downright enjoy your second <laughs> half. Huh? This is a good one. So huh? in your courses, because you're teaching yeah. several courses, do yeah. you talk about this? How do you talk about this in, in, yeah. in the sense of your courses? Tell well, so as far as like downsizing, the downshifting, um, one thing too, obviously, I mean, everything inside this RV, this is all I have. 
Like this so is she's it. currently okay, listeners. She's currently swiv- swiveling her camera around so we can see it. So when you watch the video, it looks pretty empty and cleaned out, very much I like. Know. Oh, I there's some like soap it. on the there's some soap <laughs> on the counter. My coffee maker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is you know, I I've lived in the big fancy houses, six thousand square feet, filled with pottery barn furniture, and I've had it all: the swimming pools and the big cars, and I've had it all. And here it is. I'm living in 150 square feet with everything that I own is in it. And I tell you what, I don't miss all the stuff. And I've noticed too, especially again at midlife with empty nests, it's like you're going to have some empty rooms and you have a lot of empty space. And you got to think like, okay, do I really want to maintain all this stuff? Even if let's just say if it was completely paid for, right? Even if you're living in a million dollar house and it's completely paid for, which is awesome. Congratulations. Um, but it still takes time and energy to maintain that house and maintain all that stuff. And <laughs> I look back at some of the videos where I've had where it shows my closet. Oh my God. My closet, you guys, was probably about the size of this RV. Wow. I mean, and filled with gorgeous clothes and gorgeous shoes. But I mean, I'll, I, I'd, say, I'd wear the same damn thing all the time anyways, you know? But so, you know, when I was back in Chicago and here I was working my corporate job and I was like, okay, I guess it's, if I'm moving into an RV, I got to get rid of some stuff. And it took me a long time. It was a little tough in the beginning because we have all these sentimental things. And oh my God, I didn't realize I was so into knickknacks. <laughs> like what is this i like why did i buy this stupid candle that i've never burned like it's not a candle meant to be burned you know so i I went through everything and still even when i went to pick up that rv in nashville and was trying to squeeze all my stuff in here i was like it's not fitting i had to get rid of more i took when i took off on my journey my rv journey across the country i went to goodwill on the way out i was like here's some more stuff they're like yeah you know but i tell you what i love the freedom of it and downsizing and, and just not having so much stuff to have to take care of. And there's a saying in the RV world and RV life that if you bring something in the RV, something's got to go. So it makes you really think about what you buy. And now, of course, you know, I'm going to, all, you know, I just went to Yellowstone, um, Grand Teton. Where else did I go? Glacier, Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. And what are all, at all those places? Gift shops. <laughs> and I'm like drooling, going, oh my gosh. I was like, if I buy the shirt that says Yellowstone on it, I'm like, or I buy the little coffee cup that says Glacier on it, which is really cool. Where am I going to put it? You know? And so I've, i not to say, I don't think I was an overspender, but I think I would spend just to spend. Mm-hmm. So now it's great. I don't, I don't have the stress of buying a bunch of stuff yeah. and maintaining it. And filling space. Like what I always <laughs> yeah. say. It's yep. like my, my husband always says, oh, there's an empty wall. We can hang a picture there. And I'm like, no, I know. 
this is a great empty wall. Yeah. We don't need anything on this empty wall. Yeah. Because I'm by by nature a minimalist. I the less stuff I have, the happier I am. The smaller yeah. my space, the better yeah. I feel. Yeah. And many people can't relate to that uh feeling yeah. and they're like because we all thought more is better more shows that yep. we are richer in money mm-hmm. and lifestyle we're better than some yeah. other people because we have all that yeah but it's really not true no and you know we come into this world with nothing we leave with nothing right and you know it's just to me you i think you have to define what is freedom to you And I can still remember journaling about that myself. Like, what does freedom mean to me? And freedom for me meant that I could put this RV in storage and I could go live in another country. I've always wanted to live in Europe. I was like, okay, well, that's freedom because I'm not going to have to maintain a house when I'm away, right? And the freedom to be able to have my own schedule, my the freedom just to be able to work wherever I want to work. And so I think that's important, you know, to define what is freedom to you and what that means to you. And, you know, you got to think about the future a bit. I'm all about living in the present moment. At the same time, you got to be a little proactive. Otherwise, you'll end up being reactive. But you got to plan a little bit for the future and decide how you want to be in your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, right? You have to, because next thing you know, you're like, oh my God, how did I arrive here? How am I, I'm already in my 60s. I'm already in my 70s. How did I get here? So you've got to decide how you want to live your life. It's your one life. Yeah. It's very yeah. true. Because yeah. as you, as I find always that every 10 years, there's a um, change. Mm. Yeah. From my 20s to my 30s. My 30s was one of my bigger change. Then it's 40, there was another big change. 50 was not so bad as yeah. a change, the mental and emotional change. And 60 was like, <laughs> I'm 60. Screw you all. I'm just doing what I want to do. <laughs> exactly. I know. It's <laughs> a wise woman. You know, I was in Hawaii celebrating my 60th birthday and we were like, we went all out with balloons and my husband took photos on the beach and it's just great. And this woman watches us and then she's like, I take a picture of the two of you. And she says, you know what? I'm 70. You're just starting, girl. Life is getting better. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. It does. It really does get better. But we have to be, like you said, pro be proactive take mm-hmm. action and don't wait for us to have things handed to us. Right. Like, so that somebody, you're reactive. Yeah. And that's yeah. the thing too, you know, um, proactive versus reactive. The When I was kind of going through all those changes in my life, my midlife meltdown, um, I thought a lot about that because I mean, think, okay, think about COVID. COVID is a good example, right? It forced change. We didn't have a choice. Right. So we had to be reactive. Right. So we're like, oh my gosh, like I completely have to change my life here. Right. Or, for example, you, you want to quit your job or not. I'm not like trying to encourage anyone to quit their job, but let's say you wanted to start a new career. You're going to have to be proactive about it. You're going to have, it's going to be a proactive change in your life as opposed to reactive change. If you get served with divorce papers, it's a reactive change. Right. So, be proactive 
and just go ahead and and keep pushing yourself to towards a better future for yourself. Yeah. How would you do that? How would you what push would you, yourself? Yeah. How would you do that? If somebody says, this is great. Why is Wendy says that? But how do I do that? Well, kind of going back to what I was saying before, you got to figure out what you want. And little by little, step by step, you'll get there. And one of my favorite quotes is leap and the net will appear. And who said that? Julia Cameron, I think. And someone had said to me, they're like, well, the net doesn't always appear. I'm like, no, you're the net. It's about having faith in yourself that you'll figure it out. You guys, when I took off in this RV, I had no idea how to do any of it. People were like, oh, she's doing like, I had never that when I drove, when I pushed on that gas pedal leaving Nashville, I was like, holy crap, what am I doing? <laughs> it took me an hour just to change lanes. So I was so nervous. I was like, what if I hit someone or, you know, and now I'm like, Whoop. you know, I'm all over the highway now. I'm like, back out, get out of my way, everyone. But you figure it out. And actually, that's the beauty of it. it go, kind of going back before about those little bitty rewards, you know, and that's how you build up the courage. And it sounds so silly, but even the first time, you know, like just doing the hookups on the RV, I was like, oh my gosh, what if I actually like flood the whole RV, you know? And I was like, okay, I can do this. Again, going back to being your own cheerleader. I was like, Wendy, you can do this. You got this. You've come this far. You can do this. It can't be that hard. You know, of course, YouTube was my best friend at the time watching videos like crazy. Like, yep, <laughs> you can do this thing. But I felt so proud of myself. Just the littlest things of like, oh my gosh, I just flushed out the system. Yeah. Like, I was like, well, this is so great. But it's it's so awesome to, to push yourself because you will get the reward of that. Yeah. Very true. So what's next for Wendy? Uh, so good question. Uh, more on the podcast. Yeah. It's like just continuing, as you know, continuing to build the podcast. I just submitted my book proposal to my agent. So I'm super excited. We haven't quite figured out the title, but it's some something about going from midlife crisis to midlife awakening, something like that. And it's the seven steps to basically how to reinvent your life. And it's the same seven steps I did myself going from that bathroom floor onto, well, I try not to get on the RV floor, but <laughs> to where I'm at right now. <laughs> yeah. So I wrote the book I needed. Very cool. Yeah. But there's something else. You got to share that with us too about your travel. Come on. Cause we just talked oh. about this the other day. Yeah. So I'm kind of, honestly, I'm winging it, which that is one thing about RV life. You can't, plan everything, you know? I call myself a spontaneous planner because I like to have somewhat of an idea. But as a matter of fact, I don't even know where I'm going after Sunday. I, have, I haven't figured that out yet, which is kind of cool. But but I can go wherever I want, which is nice. But I was, I was feeling... Yeah, go ahead. I, I was following you on social. I'm like, okay, she's at Yellowstone and then she's here. And I'm like, okay, where's Wendy? Where's Wendy? It's like, where's she go next? Where's she going next? I know. I think 
to go to Northwest Washington, like go up to Lake Crescent Lodge, Seattle, and then work my way down the coast, um, go to Oregon. I want to go to one of my favorite wineries, Erath. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know after that, maybe down to California, New Mexico, Arizona. And then I'm going to store the RV in Arizona because the weather's good there. And then I will fly back to Madeira, Portugal until is, probably January. Yeah. Yep. I yeah. think we will miss you because we're going there end of September. Oh, I know. Yes. And you're in October and we were like, we got to check out Portugal. Maybe we retire there. And you were like, you got to go. This is fantastic. This is great. So we're doing our trip. And yes. unfortunately, we will not be there when you're there. But yes. I mean, if one of us retires there, it's a good vacation spot. <laughs> It is. I know. Yeah. So I'm actually today I'm starting the process of my citizenship. So I'll become a citizen of Portugal. Yeah. Cause why not? You know, it's a, is it a EU citizenship? Is Portugal part of the EU? Yep. It yep. is. Yeah. So I can go to Germany. I can go to <laughs> France and Italy and Spain. And yeah, so cool. But it's neat though. Again, I've always known uh, since you know I was young that I wanted to live in Europe. I was always just fascinated by their their way of life, and you learn so much from, as you know, like different cultures and and I slow down much more. And I mean, I slow down in RV life a little bit, but I really slow down in Portugal, and that's good for me. So, yeah, yeah Portugal is amazing. Know, you know, my son has moved to Amsterdam. Oh, really? About, about two years ago with his wife and oh. now with our granddaughter. So they, we will get to see them the end of the year in Spain of all places. Oh. But, but I swear this little munchkin has been to 10 countries in her first year. Not that she remembers any of it, but right. they went to Italy and then to France and they went to Spain and they just recently went in Austria. And I'm like, do you guys ever work? <laughs> to our culture here. They're, they're like, oh, we have vacation and they do have the extra money that they can spend it all on the trip yeah. for three of them. But we're, I'm like, Envy, I want to come oh, to you. God, can, I, I can, can Oma come? Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. Oma, that's what they call you. Oma. Yeah. Oma. And yeah. so I, the life is very different. It's a different pace. Yeah. People don't put work before their life and their, their yeah. adventures. And so... And here's the thing too. I just want to say that, you know, even before I had, you know, taken the leap and moved to Portugal and got a place there and, and it's fully furnished, which is awesome. Cause I was like, I don't have any furniture. Um, all the furniture I have is attached to the RV, literally. Um, but I thought about, it, I was like, you know what? What, like, what if I don't like it? I mean, I literally, I had never been there before. I, I rented the apartment online and. I was strictly going again by YouTube videos. I was like, okay, this place looks pretty nice, you know? And I thought, what if I don't like it? I mean, whoop-de-doo. So even if, if you, you're out there, you're listening and you're thinking of doing something bold and courageous, oh my gosh, what if I don't like it? It's okay. You pivot. And it doesn't like, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, I think we're so worried that something's not going to work out, but it always works out the way it's supposed to work out. 
yeah in the end and like i said sometimes you just have to pivot and you're like if it's not working out maybe something better came yep. along and that changed your plan or changed your direct the direction in general yep. but that's okay too yeah exactly i know so it's what fun. wise words does wendy have for our midlifers oh gosh wise Let's words see. what wise words do i have for you um, I hate to repeat the same thing, but become your own cheerleader. Become your own best friend. It would be the best thing that you could do for yourself. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Keep, yeah. And you know what? Repetition is good. Repetition is yep. boring, but repetition is good and gets yep. results. Do the yep. same boring thing over and over and yeah. guess what? <laughs> I know. Be your own cheerleader. It's the same. Yeah, you're right. And it's the same thing like with strengthening your body, right? You're building that muscle. You're doing that with your mind. And it's like it when you do change your thoughts, you will change your world. You'll wake up one day and go, oh my God, I did change my world. How cool am I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're much more powerful than you think. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Well, thank you yeah. so much for coming thank to us you. live from your RV. And yeah. it's so good to catch up with you. Thanks for being here today. Thank you, Heike. I just loved sharing my friend Wendy's life and her background with you and how she turned her life around and she's a fighter and when you see the picture of her she is this gorgeous blonde giggly woman you'd never think that she's as powerful as she is because she's just as kind as well and now i thought about after recording the episode with her living in an rv that sounds kind of fun or at least try it out so I hope you are just encouraged and inspired, just like I was when I talked to Wendy. If you feel stuck and confused and uninspired in your midlife journey, I want you to reach out to me. Reach out to me at Heike Yates. I really want you to reach out to me right now or as soon as, if you're listening to this while driving, as soon as you pull the car over, get your phone out or wherever you're sitting and send me an email to Heike at HeikeYates.com. And I keep always assuming that you guys know how to spell my name, which is H-E-I-K-E at H-E-I-K-E Yates, all one word, dot com. And tell me what you thought of this episode. Are you feeling inspired? Are you feeling ready to bust loose? So send me an email with the title stuck or confused. And I want you to know, I read all your emails. Reach out to me and let me know your thoughts about this episode how you felt if you thought that Wendy was a crazy nutcase or you thought she was just amazing or maybe something that you have experienced that you would like to share with me. I read all your emails. So get to it. Stuck, confused or confused in the topic line and send it to me at Heike at HeikeAids.com and I cannot wait to see you here back with me virtually on the Pursue Your Spark podcast. Ciao.